Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 126th episode of the Socially Distanced Podcast, the flagship podcast of thepopbreak.com. My name is Bill Bodkin. I am the editor-in-chief of the site, and we are here not talking about a Disney Plus show for once. We are talking about the 2022 edition of the See Here Now Music Festival, which happened last weekend on the beach of Asbury Park, New Jersey. Uh, joining me this week, you haven't heard him in a while because he's been out there in the multiverse searching for love and thunder, um, a.k.a. he was in Miami and doesn't remember a lot of it, or maybe he does. It's the managing editor of thepopbreak.com, Al Manorino. Welcome back, dude. Hello, Bill. What's going on? Uh, I was like Amanda's. Uh, Amanda's been taking your place. She's been. Yeah, no, no, no. Amanda has been. They call it's called replacing, and she's replacing me. And uh, you know what? Honestly, I always said after 125 episodes, I wanted to get replaced by someone better, and it's already happening. So it's great. Actually, incorrect. You've never stated that. Um, and uh, unfortunately, joining us this week is the least liked human being. Uh, to ever write for thepopbreak.com, and that is the most dubious list of people whose accolades I shall not, uh, uh, should not read off on this podcast, because they're pretty damning. Uh, Ryan DeMarco is back. Hey, hey, hey. Bill, I appreciate the uh, the lack of praise. I believe uh, I have, I hold one, uh, one record. I've costed this website more money than uh, just anything, actually, in, in, in the history of Pop Break. So wow. that's a, a trophy I hang on to nicely. And Al, happy uh, early retirement as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I Don't truly worry. appreciate it. Al, Al, Al retired from planning on this podcast about a year and a half ago. So we're you retired in- from giving a shit. I did. I come up with ideas from time to time, but I make Bill do them. Yeah. Like that hundred <laughs> episode. Bill, wait, get nine people to come on the podcast. You just had a nervous breakdown. Still do it. By the way, I forgot I'm shooting a concert. You can handle all those on for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, it was a real sacrifice. It was a band you love. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, ah, you know, you you had 30 minutes of sleep and you can't keep control yourself from shaking. You can interview seven people. Yeah, it's a good time. But we're not here to talk shit about each other. We're here to actually, well, we will. But we are here to talk yeah. about See Here Now. This is the third time I've been there. Al, you've been covering it covering it for the site uh, three times as a photographer, one time as a writer. And Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, you've been attending the festival uh, since its inception in 2018. Uh, Incorrect. I know. I've actually snuck in only the last three years. I've never paid a dime to uh, actually get in, and I <laughs> break the law yearly. I've only been there for the past three years. Okay, so Ryan and I have seen it the exact same amount of times. Uh, so yes, this year the show was headlined by Stevie Nicks of Fleetwood Mac and Stevie Nicks fame and uh, Green Day. So guys, um, we talked, we did a podcast last year about this right before Ryan got married. So happy almost one year anniversary. Uh, it was a fantastic wedding. That I, I sort of remember. Uh, we like his wife. We like his wife better anyway. So she's true. We, we wish she was on the podcast, to be honest with you. Honestly, uh, she could be. She could be. She could be. <laughs> Go get her. <laughs> I mean, that's Ryan podcast on top of his washing machine. So, you know, uh, but we talked about like we predicted, a, uh, like we made predictions on who we thought was going to headline. So 
Um, guys, let's just refresh that for everyone. So when I go into the lineup, see how we did. So Al, who were some of the people that you were like, oh, I think they could show up and see here now in 2022? I, I don't remember, so I should have probably Great. wrote this down. Great. But I think I remember saying something along the lines of like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Definitely. but they ended up doing their own like giant tour. I got to take photos of them at MetLife Stadium. So I think they were kind of pretty busy at that point. Um, yeah, I think I think we mentioned, we may have mentioned Green Day. If we did it, we're dumb. Because like that was kind of oh, a I no-brainer. Think, I think someone mentioned yeah. Green Day. Ryan, do you remember who you uh, had brought up? Uh, you know, I actually remember that, uh, I remember I was, I was heavy on the black keys. Um, mm-hmm. and I did actually mention KG elephant and you guys agreed. Um, there was a, hmm, remember we were all kind of feeling, uh, some other bands like Foo Fighters and stuff. Uh, that was the ones I remember. Uh, you probably should have prepped us on that one, Bill. True. But also we oh. did say, we did say specifically that they definitely needed a female, headliner just because yeah, the first I, three years were all male bands and headliners and things like that I I old sausage fest yeah we uh we definitely i think i remember cheryl crow and alanis morissette were both brought up in the conversation both great picks uh i said my morning jacket who did end up on the show i thought jack white might have been a good pick uh he was not on the show he so i don't could even, be could, maybe next year uh yep we will get into that so Let's talk about the lineup itself when it was announced. How did you guys feel overall about the festival lineup when it was announced? So, Ryan, since you're our least distinguished person here, uh, but also you're paying attention to the podcast. Um, yeah. Unlike Al, who's like gaping, mouth agape. Watch, like, watching the football game. Watching the football game. This is the fall. I mean, if you've been listening to us for long enough, you know in the fall, Al's like, I don't Al's, pay attention. I don't pay Al's attention. Done. I'm watching football. Al's life <laughs> ends Labor Day weekend, and then it's just football until his birthday in February. It's and then he returns very to life. Yeah. And then it, now he's having a kid, so we're even here less than him. Less of him. <laughs> yeah. um, so... Um, Ryan, so, what did you think of the lineup when it was announced? So, which was an and, and for everyone who wants to know, if you don't know, it's announced every winter. They announce like most festivals, they they drop the the almost full lineup. <clears throat> yeah, when the lineup was announced, um, it was uh, <clears throat> it you know I, it took a second to kind of process. I'm like, oh, this is this is different, um, but then kind of looking upon it more. Uh, it seemed a little, it, it seemed a little lopsided to me. I mean, uh, just with, with the days, and I'm sure we'll get into that, the days and, uh, and, and who was on which day performing what time and when. Um, but I, I did at first applaud them. I'm like, oh, wow, this is, this is a different approach. And like, they're, they're, they're actually like expanding and they're taking, I, I guess you can even go as far as saying a risk um, just with, changing up sort of what's been now kind of set up until that point in stone where it was kind of you can kind of guess the bands that they would go after uh this year sort of it mixed it up so i mean that that's upon the first the first notice of oh oh wow stevie nicks is going to be headlining for saturday that's that's kind of wild that's 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 kind of green day is going to be headlining on sunday that's amazing i mean that's something that jumped out at me and then like sort of just the lead up to I most of the bands leading up to both headliners um 
is kind of like, I guess, the tradition, the see here now sort of like just like tradition, obviously new, new, new acts and stuff, but it was just definitely, I was definitely into the shakeup. So I was, I was, I went into it very optimistic. I was very, I was very excited to see what was going to happen. Al, I think you have a very different reaction. Not for like the actual announcement, because I felt like with this year, when they announced this lineup, it felt like year four, this is like a destination. Like you have to come to this festival because you're going to see two people you're not going to be able to see anywhere else in like the vicinity. Like Green Day after See Here Now is not touring. They're playing festivals. They're like, they're, they're touring, but they're not playing like MSG. They're playing, the next date was Firefly which is a humongous multi-day camp out kind of festival. So it's like, they were like, we're going to put out like all the stops and get two massive, massive headliners. Um, And I think on paper, when they announced the lineup, I was like, this is a pretty solid lineup. Like it's two massive headliners and then like a really cool, like undercard, Um, you know, the next couple bands was like Cage the Elephant. Uh, my morning jacket is already mentioned like there was some solid and then the rest and then like the 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 gold standard like see here now i didn't get like i was very excited just i'm like i'm gonna see green day again love green day i'm gonna see stevie nicks that's cool never seen her before and then everyone else was like all right cool whatever like awesome love cage like excellent uh it wasn't until they announced uh boy george and or uh, culture club and wet leg that it was really wet, like, uh, but Culture Club, we'll get into surprises and stuff. Yeah, and that was in the summer when that happened. That was yeah. a, that was a late in the game one. It was uh, super, super late in the game because I believe someone had dropped out. Uh, I think that, uh, maybe, but that was also the year. No, 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 that was the year before. There was a bunch of dropouts. Okay, so when they had a wet leg, I was like, F yeah. Like, this is this is the kind of festival I want. Like, I want more of this. I want that and Courtney Barnett and Cage the Elephant and up and comers like like again we'll get into like surprises and stuff like that but like this is what that fest should be this should be the coolest fucking festival in the in the vicinity cool as in like this collection this very eclectic a collection of artists in one spot is not what you're gonna see in like uh, firefly or gov ball Ball. made in america and all these like different festivals this is a unique lineup that you can only see here at yeah. this now and and in two days and on the beach and like those are the couple like obviously there's going to be overlap between festivals you can go see green day at firefly but you're in the woods like this is the beach this is like it's got to yeah. have that feel and they always kind of nail it when it comes to picking cool artists um again we'll get into improvements and things like that but like they are pretty good at this point danny and and co Danny Clinch and and the people who put on this festival of like let's get some cool artists together for like an unforgettable two days so I will be the the naysayer here because when I hear it's like hey it's Stevie Nicks and Green Day and I my response was okay I'm not a Stevie Nicks guy never have been you know when you're subjected to listening to her greatest hits package four times a day every day five days a week for three months when you're working at a bookstore you kind of you kind of realize the age of 17 is the only song you could stomach at this point uh and green day i was just like okay that's that's perfectly fine um i was more excited for the undercard uh, i was more excited for my morning jacket 
Gary Clark Jr., Billy Strings, who was a really is always always one I've been chasing for an interview. This guy a few years ago did the Saint. He did the Wonder Bar. He did the Pony. Now he's here, big stage. We'll get to him in a little bit. And also uh, seeing uh, that they brought on, for me, I'll speak a little bit differently, seeing the locals where they really went hard with friends of the site and people we I know, like the Van Saders and Lost in Society and dentists and dogs in a pile and surfer jets uh, who uh, are on our uh, friend of ours from the site, uh, High Tide Recordings, they're on their label. Like, to me, I was like, wow, that's awesome. But there were a lot of people who were kind of, you know, the reaction to this was like, well, this is a very mainstream, very non-see-here-now lineup. Yeah. Did you guys feel that? Definitely. It was definitely... It just felt, it looked, it felt, uh, like I said, different than previous year's lineup. Like it felt like it was an automatic, you know, the, the pet the previous two years was, you saw the lineup, like, oh yeah, this makes sense. And, and it was kind of just solid all around. And like, like you knew Pearl Jim, given his, given their relationship with Danny Clinch and Tim Donnelly, he was one of the partners. They did a film about him. Danny's, you know, he was on the cover of Danny's book. You knew Pearl Jam eventually was going to play this festival. Yeah. Uh, so, Al, how did you feel about it? Again, I, I felt like it made, I mean, like, again, I, I don't know if we're getting into the specifics, like the actual days of the festival. Did we'll get into that. Like we'll get great. into that. In a but minute. just, just like, I, I think I, uh, Danny's worked with, uh, you know, he's got photos of Green Day. He's got photos of Stevie Nicks. Like those made, sense to me there's a, I, yeah that, there's a literal photo of green day that was reposted recently when they're in front of the old wonder bar yeah so it's like that again so I, i'm i'm gonna say the opposite like i think it, it everything made sense up until we got there yeah so <laughs> for me uh when we got there it definitely the vibe was different for sure but a lot of people were very anti this lineup and part of me i was kind of like this definitely especially with green day because i'll say this about green day and this is not a popular take. I like Green Day, don't get me wrong. But people who say Green Day is their favorite band, the majority of them just like radio hits. They don't really like music. It's like, but Foo Fighters are my favorite band. It's like, okay, you like the radio songs. You don't know anything else. And you are not a big music fan. That's how I always take it. It's a very generalized, you know, artist. It's more popular. They're more popular, I'll say, than Pearl Jam. They're more popular than Dave Matthews Band. They're still doing big stadiums. They're an arena rock band, especially if you watch that set. We so covered you, the Hella Mega Tour, which was uh, headlined by them with Weezer and Fall Out Boy. You can see our photo and review on the pop break. And that was at City Field, right? Or was that at, uh, in Philly? That was at... Um, Lincoln? No. No, that's that's where the Eagles play. Um, Citizen, Citizen Bank Park? Yeah, so which where the Phillies play. Um, so, yeah, and uh, I... Part of me sees that, and it would given, especially with the crowds, you they definitely brought in factions of people who like certain bands, and it did feel that it was representing, in my opinion, sort of the new Asbury Park, as opposed to the other festivals, which felt like they were representing the people who've been there a long time. Like, and yet, at the same time, if you really take a look at it, these are Danny and Timmy bands, or Timmy's not Timmy, uh, these Dan and Tim bands, because my morning jacket. They played and headlined the uh, Hurricane Sandy benefit show at Convention Hall. It was one of the first shows back in Asbury. 
Um, like I said, we've seen Green Day and Gary Clark Jr. and all these bands photographed, you know, in at, by Danny Clinch. So these are still very curated bands. But I also talked to somebody. It's like, and let's get into the vibe of this, the the the, uh, the festival itself. I've talked to a lot of people who have been doing concerts for a long time and who I have a lot of respect for, and they're like, "This is kind of how it goes. It's going to evolve." from where it started and it's gonna bring and there were definitely more people there and i think that it's representing the new asbury park which is it's not the wild west that it once was it wasn't even when i was covering it in running shows there where it still wasn't the creatives driving everything it's a lot of money in asbury park now and they want to bring in people who are going to draw and that's why you had a huge crowd there and I think that's kind of the direction. And they're still going to fight. Those two guys are still going to fight to keep their bands and the local artists there. But the vibe definitely was a little different. So, God, did you? And now I'm going to go to you first because this is a conversation you and I have had. The vibe was different. And, but was it a bad thing? The vibe was different. It was definitely a it was definitely bad because we've we've talked about how great this festival is the reason we podcast about it is because we love going we go every year and i think our second i think the second year your your first year covering it yeah we wrote like this is the best new fest like it's like we just straight up said like everything about this they're nailing um uh, how organized it is how clean it is and just like the actual vibe is what we're talking about but like I don't know, man, this year was so weird. I don't, and, and you can't even blame like COVID because it was, we did this last summer and it was back. Like it really did feel, and you said that like, there's a difference of like, oh, concerts have come back to like, concerts are really just, it's back to normal, a different kind of feeling. I didn't agree. Like, cause um, where the, where was the surfing? Well, the waves were dead. Okay. But like, that, that not, not to say that that's gigantic part of it but like that it's part of the vibe right right so yeah, yeah. you get the surf competition yeah that's gone that's not there and by the way it was beautiful out both days it's not like bad weather it was just bad waves right so it was, it was like it was so calm yeah and it's i mean again beautiful out yeah. um i mean no like no big surprises no big no big uh, uh, pop-ups at the gallery felt way more commercial because of the sponsors involved. And again, I have nothing against sponsors. Love me some sponsors. Sponsor this podcast. But After all again, this- you need to have a balance, right? And when you get rid of, quote unquote, get rid of the surfing, because there's no surfing. And when the gallery seems so far out of the way from everything, it seems smaller. You don't get the surprises. It's not that intimate. Um, I feel like there was less like people caring about the same beach activation that they've done for like the entire time. Like they're, they, they're not like they've added money to the festival. They've added potentially bigger names like with the headliners, but it doesn't seem like they're reinvesting into the festival itself and making it continue to make it cooler it just feels like they're kind of they're they're playing repeat on the same song for everything else outside of like the two headliners that's how i felt going in and especially being there on that first day i'm like oh it's so great to be back i was not in the best mood but at the same no, time I was like, no, no, but, no, 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 no. but but to be fair i was happy to finally be there it was beautiful out 
at the festival I look forward to every year. And then I really looked at this lineup for day one. I was like, wow, this was, this is like Sunday heavy lineup because Saturday is weak. There was, as I'm going through the photos of the artists that I covered, I was like, I don't know if I had to come this day. It didn't seem like it was that memorable. Um, It was cool seeing Stevie Nicks, but uh, I feel like more people were there for Green Day, which was, you know, crazy to me. No, 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 no. I disagree. I saw there was so many. There was, no, no, no. Okay. Yes, there were more people for Green Day, but there was tons of people there for Stevie Nicks. Yeah, I I saw a lot of people leaving pretty early. She was kind of low to me, like volume wise. I just, the energy, I didn't feel it. I don't know. Ryan, you were on the beach. I'd love to hear your take about Stevie and the whole thing. So I I didn't have to stay for Stevie Nicks. I was in bad shape. Yes. So Ryan is the only one. Not in a bad way. I was just tired. (laughs) Who stayed stayed for Stevie. But Ryan, like overall, like what about, what do you think the vibe of Um, uh, the fest was this year? Yeah. No, noticeably different this year for sure. Um, I wouldn't go as, you know, there was definitely some good and bad from it that I took away. Um, felt more like, yeah, like it's kind of gotten into this rhythm, like you were kind of saying, like like the the song on repeat. It got into this rhythm where it's like, okay, we've all been here. You know the drill. You want some drinks? Go over there. You want to go get some merch? Go over there uh bands are here you know you can just kind of just 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 go about go do your thing and um yeah it seemed like a little less um asbury in a way Uh, like you said like like you kind of noted on the surfers and there were the waves were piss poor i mean like literally jet skis were dragging surfers so i i get that but um it even seemed like there was like less like but like usually there's boats that like hang off the coast and like you can see like a whole like colony of like just people just like hanging out and just enjoying the show it just seemed very different and i did hear among the crowd more than once um kind of longing for that first year vibe like with jack that i didn't even experience they were just it's something about that it felt more pure more organic more just kind of built into the area where it was smaller maybe even it just now it's it's obviously gone way more commercial and 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 they're selling they just sell out tickets now more and more and and yeah like i couldn't breathe uh at the end of for green day i was i was sardined in on the beach just watching it was an incredible set but it just it felt different than years past um and i was kind of and i kind of said to myself along the way too um, this kind of feels like a turning point, like it will kind of explode in this whole other direction that it might not even been set out for originally now, especially at bands like Green Day and, and you know, it kind of it's taking on more of like the mainstream festivals, not kind of sticking to smaller, not that smaller, but like Jersey Shore centered. I mean, you, you made that comment uh on asbury how asbury is sort of getting into its new life yeah it kind of and i felt the same way for the past few years with shows like you see you hear about the history of asbury obviously we've all been going there three of us have been going there for years and years and now it feels like it's entering resort life 
in a way like it's not like grungy and like edgy yeah. asbury more like now you got like the the million dollar you know yeah. condos right on the beach and you got all these like beautiful uprising like all these beautiful structures now and they're really they're really investing a ton of money into it and the, the festival is kind of in a term of osmosis taking that on i guess um inevitably uh it just it did it felt different it felt like it kind of felt like someone was literally saying to you like you know the drill just go do your thing yeah. and uh you know you know the band times i i felt it was in some ways as i could I, you know not to be that guy but i feel like you know i've spent the better part of you know, we've been around for 13 years. Most of the run of the site has been centered in Asbury Park, has been covering, you know, we have been a sponsor of so many weekly shows. Um, you know, we've run our own shows. We've done stuff in Convention Hall and the Grand Arcade and Wonder Bar. We've done all that. And I felt like the thing was every year we've been able to like, the three, the two previous times I've been there, I felt like, and Al probably can attest to this, like I am the mayor of, you know, the, you know, the mayor running for the mayor of nothing for how many people I run into. It just, it always was felt like a reunion, especially last year since we had seen I called you the self-proclaimed mayor of Asbury. I am the self-proclaimed mayor of Asbury. I do literally do nothing, uh, but it besides show up every once in a while. And, it, but it didn't feel like that. I didn't feel like I ran into as many people. I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like a lot of the locals were hanging out. I felt like, and you guys can correct me. I felt like people were there for the vibes in quotes and like we're there to get drunk and there was a very factional viewings it was billy strings people came to see billy strings people and that saturday there were a ton of people with his shirts on there were people to see green day there were people to see stevie nicks and everyone else they were kind of like all right this is a band this is cool whereas years before i think people were there for the music and you had a lot of good especially on sunday like I said, like Al, you're correct. Saturday was a very light day. It was very like that card was, I mean, and I'm sure it's all logistical who had a tour here, who had to go there. But, you know, when you're looking at that, comparing them, you know, Saturday, you know, after before five o'clock, it was really whatever. It was probably the weakest day in see here now history like for lineups like we we all said that collectively you said that very loudly <laughs> um, but uh i no. said it to their face you, you yeah, I, to mr mal you were in the danny clinch tent screaming it at people <laughs> no, we yes. but you, you know ryan i think you mentioned something or, or was it out but the the art tent and now here's the thing out I talked to the people running sound people uh, sound there, and they are people who've done sound for us in the past. Jim James showed up there, but the buzz for that it was not as important. And Ryan, like no you said, it felt a little further away than normal. Yeah. I and, said that. It oh, you said feel, that. It, it was, was have, further away. Yeah, I you know sometimes Dude, I have one to year for something. The one year we I <laughs> the one year it was I right, right in the it, middle. <laughs> it felt a was right in the middle. It was between. It felt more in between stage to stage where you almost had to like yeah almost actively avoid it to be around it and the great thing about it was i was able to walk in and get photos of the dude from the lead singer the struts i was able yeah. to get mike mccready doing some weird art project like while like playing i was like this is fucking rad and i'm like this is cool this again it felt 
so Asbury. It felt so artsy. It felt very, it, that was, that was the vibe. Like they nailed it that year. And I, I, I guess yeah. that was a comeback year with, with, was that comeback year with Gaten? Uh, Gaten's band? It was last year, right? Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, yeah. like they but, nailed it. And we, we sung the high praises of that fest from that year. But like, yeah. again, things like that, pushing that away. Put, also you know, adding adding a lot of VIP and platinum also completely reconfigured yes. the way you were seeing stuff. And I'll say this in a, a positive, positive, in a, a positive, positive for media, for media. Great. Thank you. Because yeah, it sucks when you're trying to walk around and uh, get through, get to places and you have to fight through thousands of people. I can tell you trying to walk to Pearl Jam last year, I literally, and again, we were still in the pandemic. I hit a wall of 20 plus thousand people and near, and had a panic attack because I was like, Oh my God, this is too many people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm glad it wasn't this year <laughs> last, you know, they didn't switch things around because I would have been way worse, but you know, being able to have that room, but it also reconfigured a lot of stuff. So I think there was some getting used to that as well, but I, I think that pushed some stuff around. I really think it did. And I think people were there for, like they are for Asbury. And I'm going to get real stupid about this when I say it. It's like point break. There's the line where it says people surf. Patrick Swayze says it can't reuse. People surf. Some people surf to get radical. Some people don't. Then they miss the spiritual side of things. And that's kind of like the spirit of Asbury Park, the creatives, the artistry that seemed to be pushed out and pushed yeah. away. So, and more people are like, where's the booze where's where are we hanging out where am i smoking a cigar give me a lounge so i can watch the nfl and then i can see the one man i want to see that's what it felt like more like this year but there were still a lot of bands segue here that impressed the shit out of us that i think we were not expecting so guys who are some band out i think you're just going to start talking so just go I'm going to i, yeah. I was going to say i know you're, i know where you're going with this uh you said i'll take over the podcast no, no. um i mean i wish <laughs> seriously the one band and this is i think this can go into its own little separate category too of like evolutions of the festival but one band that surprised me to no end for why they were on the bill yes their their performance and the vibe that it brought. I'm talking about Culture Club. No, I'm kidding. I'm talking about I mean, Idols. They were awesome. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Idols was yeah. sick. Like, first time I saw them live, and Ryan yeah. missed them because he was camping out for Green Day, and it's totally understandable. But, but like, this was a straight-up, like... Hardcore band. Hardcore band. But I was going yeah. to say, like, a nice hardcore band. <laughs> they, like they were... They, or now it takes your groceries in for you and yeah, like, I mean, like, yeah, but like, but I mean, terrify so, you doing it. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to quote a former pop break writer, Al's boss at NJ.com, my former colleague at NJ.com, Bobby Olivier, who said, who tweeted out, I don't think anyone has ever called for a wall of death at see here now. Yeah. And they have had punk bands play. Let's like, you know, punk band, social distortion, dropkick Murphys. They have played these festivals before. But this band was an old middle of the day park stage. Like it like, was a, for who, to me that felt like a middle finger to all the quote unquote vibes and all the Stetsons and the small tattoos and the dude. There was a I, an obvious finance bro wearing a Grateful Dead t shirt and khaki shorts saying, "I need no shoes. I need to get in the pit." And I'm just like, 
well, there's a future senator right there. Like, and he went in, he came back, and I was like, oh, I don't. You know, I'm just, it was like people, you're just like, oh, I don't like you. Um, but it's just, it, that was a middle finger vibe if I ever felt one. And Tim, who was one of the festival organizers, was there with me. And I was like, this is a choice, Tim. And he's like, oh, it is. It is. And I want to see more of that. Me too. It was a fucking wake-up call, too. Like, because this is this was day two after like a pretty like uneventful. I think Michael Franti had been on before him. Yeah, yeah. Like uneventful, sort of miserable kind of first day. Like Michael Michael Franti. You were busy. No, we all just Ryan just said this. It was the worst first, it was the worst single day lineup in the history of the the four years of doing this. Oh, by the way, Michael Franti, I was correct. Did his set was on the other side of the beach, but his set like sunshiny poppy reggae. Yeah, and then you go to this guy who looks like Dave Matthews, very caffeinated, very angry brother, whipping around a microphone, singing about Tories and liberals and just screaming and asking for everyone. Spitting, very spitting, opening up friendly fucking mosh pits. Yeah, like, take care of each other. At, right. At one point, and I have a photo of it, he goes like this. <laughs> I just feel people, like but even, but, but, even the angry ones already but he just went like this he went and I, this is a podcast by the way so Ryan and Bill are enjoying me do this but it's kind of like parting the Red Sea but, but like dead the- eyes yeah. like, oh, oh like, if, like, if you weren't doing it with those eyes he was going to find you yeah. he was going to have a very angry conversation with you afterwards again, he hit you now you would just know you were talked to now Idols was not the only favorite. I, I don't want, I'm, I'll say a couple, but like that is a, as that is a, not just a middle finger, but that is a plant in the flag of like this festival needs to evolve and we are a band that could help do that. And we yeah. are the type, and it doesn't mean it's not just a hardcore band, but keep doing cool. Keep it weird. Keep, keep it weird. It weird. Keep and, it weird. Uh, and Asbury, for people who don't know, if you're listening to this and you've never been to Asbury, like punk and hardcore, like hardcore, I just think weird emphasis there. That has a that has wicked roots in Asbury Park. The Warp Tour used to come here when Asbury Park was essentially the background of The Walking Dead. When, when it was, was boarded up, area, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it was a wasteland. And but iconic Warp Tour, it was always I saw the Warp Tour there, like, and I it was the only one I ever went to. It was like that has a home there and that makes sense it it should live there as much as the random dirty heads beachy reggae you know what i mean like which we didn't really get this year see here now has the opportunity and it's kind of been doing it since the beginning of like shining a light on new jersey shining a light on the types of music that have a lot of roots here and they just need to keep leaning into that. And I, I think Idols was yeah. not that they're from here, but like Definitely. Idols was, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, you know, having like it's weird that like Taking Back Sunday hasn't played. Like it's weird that like you know what I mean. Like it's weird that like we haven't had oh, no. that yet, right? Like uh, like I just saw a New Jersey band open for a New Jersey band. Uh, last I can't night. believe I can't believe Midtown was together. <laughs> yeah, so. My chemical, brother. my chemical romance <laughs> yeah. brought midtown back together like that's what should be happening at see here now like cool reunions and one off yeah. like it should be a lot more of that and I'm, we'll get I'm, to, we'll get to the predictions for that but i agree yeah it's like asbury park has always been yeah 
and is like, always like the the ergs have not played this yet but they've been reuniting and they you know they had a big show with like descendants and things like that. like that would be a cool thing to make it even yeah. feel a little more home and i know they have to bring outside people i know that like but yeah like, but you're doing that already green day's bringing them in fucking idols is making them stay yeah. you know what i mean yeah and uh, so ryan uh i mean uh, we're, we're gonna bounce back a few more times yeah, yeah that's fine so ryan any what band or band artists what, what stood out what blew your mind what who had changed who changed your eye level when you were doing something so i obviously i'm not you know i didn't have as radical and as uh you know religious of experience as you guys do with idols which i loved hearing every second of it that day but uh you know um i will say i had a pretty from a consumer standpoint which i was this year obviously just just kind of planting what, what was nice was kind of planting myself at a stage uh like i essentially was at the surf stage the big stage on the beach with my group for a good portion of the afternoon going from on sunday right on sunday uh shaky graves which were they were amazing i was not too familiar with them like they had that whole like cool hip surf rock edge which was really really good uh going into michael franti who was uh surprisingly insanely enjoyable and like kind of he was edgy too he was like i, I pictured he was gonna be just like oh love is all all is one but he was kind of like fuck this smoke pot with strangers meet people fucking just just make out with people just like have, let's have a fucking good time and then cage the elephant and then green day which, which was just it was obviously not like it, it, it was just you know it that was the moment of the festival that I, I did enjoy it was a period of time where you i could essentially not have to worry about dealing with you know walking through thousands of people i can just sit and listen to listen to bands and like Michael Franti, uh, Mike Schultz from Cage Elephant would just walk. They would walk by as they're climbing around, trying to jump into the into the fan, into the pit, into the audience, which was nice. Um, that was my favorite moment of the weekend. I mean, I, I did catch a little bit of. I, I did catch less this year. I felt like I kind of Saturday was Saturday. I, I you know there was a huge bunch of time where i was just kind of like just listening just seeing nothing really caught me and then sunday I, I sort of just planted myself and just caught whoever was at the surf stage um among the bands i mentioned uh, billy strings i caught a little bit of which was very enjoyable um yeah he cried he had the biggest of three years i've been no one has ever brought them in at the park stage like billy strings he had the entire park stage area and all of Bradley Park, where it's just basically a big concourse where you can walk around. That whole place was jammed for Billy Strings. Billy Strings. That's why in our our concert, our festival draft episode, which I'll link to, uh, that no one listened to, but me, Cat, and Al had a great time with. That's why I said he's a big draw, and he really is. Backseat lovers were another one. They were they were enjoyable. Furs. You know they they weren't like they you know they they didn't break the ground but they were just still like a nice experience. Um, I did not I did not catch the idols bug. Uh, leading into it, uh, I did sample some of their stuff, their 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 backlog, and you know it it wasn't for me. But at the same time, listening to you guys, you know, freak out about it uh, that day, it's certainly. But I was I would like okay, so let me clarify. Go ahead. I liked it too because it was the complete 
we're gonna we're, this is just for there's only certain people who are gonna get that band and that's why i liked it because it was a ballsy pick to put that band on that festival because you could have easily said cool we're gonna get iration to play and that would have fit in irations like a ray a dub you know white boy dub surf band and like and i don't mean that in derogatory way it's what they are and that would have worked fine for that that stage but they went with idols which is a hardcore band which kicks ass for for me uh i my i love my opinions on certain bands were changed uh cage the elephant never been a huge fan never have been holy shit live that lead singer was channeling mick jagger and scott wyland it was insane he sounds way way better live than on record for me that whole band sounds way better live than on record for me my personal taste they were amazing and they should be a band that repeats because they keep evolving and I would love to see them come back. My Morning Jacket, a band I like a couple songs from, live, some of the most charismatic sons of bitches you're ever going to see play live. They were awesome, converted me to being a huge fan. But Al, the band that absolutely blew me away, um, I'm going to shout him out, my buddy Mike Lawrence, who... You know, people know Little Mike from the Asbury Lanes. He booked the House Independence. Excuse me, Bill. Uh, Stop by the set for the Little Mermen on the sand stage, which is the stage close to the convention hall. And I'm like, the Disney tribute band? He's like, yeah, they're amazing. I said, dude, I'll stay for two songs for you. I stayed for, that was the first band I stayed the whole set for that weekend. They were absolutely incredible. And, I and weird it. and so much fun. So much fun. They dress like Disney characters. There's three lead singers. They they would take songs. They some some of the songs they would do straight up, like Let It Go. They would make it very ballady. They did uh, Poor Unfortunate Souls. They brought out um, Pissy Miles, who's a drag queen from Asbury Park, who just absolutely destroyed it. Then they took uh, under uh, pressure from Encanto and turned it in basically into a pop punk song with full breakdown jumping in the air it was incredible watching this because again it's weird it's different it's very asbury park and that's the thing is like you have to really take those bands and take those risks and i'll give a shout out to a saturday band too that we actually didn't go up and watch but we heard while we were all hanging out by the food and that was, as this website keeps doing this, um, I just want to get, say the name correctly, was Celise. She played from oh, yeah. 450. Cool. She was incredible. Her, whoever played guitar in her band was absolutely outstanding. She's a great singer. I think it was her. I th- yeah, I, I, I think so too. It's like gave, I'm, Ali said, you said gave off definite Brittany Howard vibes, but in my opinion, a better singer and a little bit of better guitar player. Like that's what I was super impressed by. Um, but Al, Al, any other bands that you're like, oh shit, like this was something. Yeah. I mean, again, on the weird angle, uh, it was great to see Fletcher and Fletcher was the counter programming to Stevie Nicks, which was like kind of perfect. Um, I don't know how big her draw was because I, I took photos and I, I bounced, uh, but it seemed very dedicated. Um, she's like a, a like a pop uh, like an electronic pop singer, very reminiscent of Halsey, kind of like, oh, it's oh. like, 
also local. Uh, Halsey, like two, not even 2.0, but like very in the same vein of her, uh, both from New Jersey, uh, both have that similar sound style. Uh, you know, she's um, part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, very dedicated fan base and just a great performer and a, a very catchy. Like, I want to go listen to the album now. Like, it's actually like she was great and she's playing the across the way immediately before stevie nicks that's and always one of the worst stages to play like that what is pre- it though yeah it, you, but that's it's it, it was again not to just say negative things about the festival because i have been saying a lot of great things about the artists that they picked the there was a very questionable lineup things obviously saturday that's questionable in and of itself but like where they placed people i thought was odd in that sense because i think fletcher would have succeeded more earlier in the day maybe like right before it was gonna be nighttime the maybe the act but on the same stage as stevie nicks i think that would have worked better because the people who would have liked her probably like stevie nicks in that instance and it's that same they're gonna the go- broken bones thing like where it's like that that pre-dusk spot yeah that's a great spot because really that should have been my morning jacket because you want people to be on the beach yeah. and just go back and forth you don't want them to have to travel all the way from the park stage to come over um and the yeah and, and you can make the same arguments about the following day as well. Um, and then, of course, my, again, I mentioned them already, but Wet Leg, so great to finally oh. see them live. Um, they were amazing. Um, I would have liked to have seen them on the bigger stage. I think they would have crushed, crushed the sand, uh, the surf stage. They were amazing. And uh, they just announced they're going to be playing four different dates in a row, four different venues in New York. And I'm going to see if I can get into that. I'm hoping... I'm hoping- someone can snag them for jersey i don't know if they can though i don't know that'd be really cool starland would work they could easily play starland five minutes from my house you can stay you can sleep on my couch um i think they have enough money (laughs) no i mean you (laughs) so you don't have to drive to lbi (laughs) not you not the band um not you the dog not you you dog stop it it. i was i was doing a reference you didn't have to go into the yeah yeah, we went we went there um so okay let's talk about you know i want let's talk about who we would want to see for next year also not just who we would want to see but like what do you want to see like we talked about some things that we felt like you know this would have been cool if we had done more the surfing i'm gonna we're gonna have to toss it out because listen mother nature had its way We've seen surfing the first three years of it, you know, it happens, you know, so, but what do you want to see coming up? And like, who are some bands that you're like, oh, I could definitely see these, these, these artists coming to see here. And that doesn't even have to be a headliner. Uh, so Ryan, I'm going to start with you. I think overall, I'll make this short. We kind of touched on it a hundred different ways, but um just you know, bring bring the weird, bring the experimental. That's what Asbury Park is known for. It's a town, it's a city of music, town of music, whatever. Uh, mainstream, in a way, shouldn't belong there, but it 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 does, and like that's that's fine. But you know, I 
want to see something you want to hear people be like oh my god did you see that band like that was like i'd never seen them before and it was the best set ever like you want to see stuff that makes see here now unique again um not that it's completely deviated from that plan but it's sort of it's sort of planted the seeds where now it's like you can kind of see that happening now it's going to get it might get further and further from what it started as i would love to see it go back to that i would love to see it be a little less you know the thing is you always see them trying to expand on it every year um you know they're they're adding more stuff each year as we said like the vip platinum areas now have new hangout areas new new setup new exits they finally entered a new uh, put a new entrance in four years into it but uh you know they're, they're trying to make it better so i would just say um keep keep doing what keep going with the the weird the experimental the the unique um going forward i mean bands that i would like to see there i mean it, it ranges. I mean, uh, I would love to see uh, Al got me into this group turns uh, turnstile. I would love to see if they. <laughs> oh, were you going to say that? Uh, no, I, would, I'm, I, I'm, I love that. Good pick. I mean, they're going to be at the Pony in a few weeks anyway. I would love to see turnstile hit. The, I could see them at the sand stage or something. You know, just kind of like a 7 p.m. set or something. Just just right into the main band. Like they they just they they just have this this just careless just just thrash about them that makes you want to just like just start swinging your hands and just go nuts um you know would i love to see red hot chili peppers there of course would i love to see even like black flag black like someone like weird like you know just someone like kind of like hardcore and like it's not for everybody uh it has its it has its its fan its devoted fan base but like or, or even go in the opposite direction, Arctic Monkeys, or like, you know, <laughs> mm, yeah, clutching his chest, like a- anybody like that. That it, it's just it's good fucking music, and it's it sort of delivers a statement, and it's not it's not phoning it in. Like it's just, you're Asbury Park, be Asbury Park. You see here now bring brings bring a unique experience and a unique presence to give people the best two days of the summer how what do you got i mean yeah lean into the weird get get weirder um get weird out get weird out no just like i, I don't mean, know no that yeah, would be great the festival i mean we fucking awesome listen we shot <laughs> we covered another festival on the beach you and i bill we covered this uh, Gentleman of the Road uh, stopover yes. festival, um, which was headlined by uh, Mumford and Sons. It run by them, I think. That yes, they right. ran it. Yeah. yeah. That felt like we went to a concert on the beach and just stood there for X amount of time and did things. It didn't feel like an experience. It's, it didn't feel like uh, a vibe, as we keep saying. The first three years of See Here Now most definitely did. You wanted, you felt cool hanging out there it didn't feel like you know we were tired when we like left like we it was just like you feel like you want to be there and 
I, I don't want it to not be like that, but it kind of felt like that this year yeah. with less, less things to do, less experiences, less, less like just wanting to hang and not kind of rush around to the next artist. Like there, it just uh, get more of those things in terms of bands. I want to see, like, I think wet leg was really, really like, again, leaning into just, everything i love um we keep talking about like who would be the great headliners and we have this formula that's in place that there's like one oldie nostalgic act and then one other nostalgic act so it's like who who fits that um i think i still want to do like the oldie-ish one i think would be like alanis morissette i know it's weird that's oldie-ish but it's kind of i mean cheryl crow is on the older side um and then for like the actual headliner i want to go like like keep it in this like fun bro slash nerd kind of vibe give me like weezer yeah weezer makes too much sense to them have never- it's so weird that they haven't done that but also you can you can go big like it's the five-year anniversary like why not Springsteen in the year that well, he is coming ah, back? Ah, come on. So, so, so let's get into that because Spruce is touring this year, 2023. They have dates was, up until June. You that was don't, my question. I said, when's the perfect time for them to have Bruce headline it? it this you, year. Would, you would not even need, and it, it, by the way, makes all the sense in the world. It would be insane how many people would buy it. I don't know. You would have to logistically move that. This is... This is the year. This is the year you add a third day. Yeah. Yeah. Like you take that Saturday lineup and you put that on Friday. Yeah. And you make it like a you make it like a late, like a late start Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Late start Friday. Bruce, you just Bruce could just be the one day. Like you don't even need that many other artists. Like they could do two nights of Bruce. You could. You could. You could do like Bruce is doing the whole the the whole river the whole weekend yeah. honestly like springs you would have to logistically change the whole setup because you would need more room for to for people to fit on the beach for bruce you 100 would and it'd be, be in the water he literally will be on a flotilla uh on there like um I, that's that was my first big one it was like bruce patty scalpel was supposed to be there in 2020 and then had to be replaced because of just other commitments yeah. uh i really think she could come back but i think bruce this is the year bruce this will be the there i think no matter what they haven't played as the east street band the full band in ever right in forever like in, in forever time. and first, asbury park come on they haven't played the that. first official thing is going to be um the the big uh what's it? actually i don't even know if it's if the whole band i know springsteen's playing the the benefit that he does every year with like John Stewart in the city. Right. right. Robin foundation one. Yeah. They're doing the tour next year, 2023. And they, they stop in June. They stop the festival in June. Like that's the dates they have up until this is in September. There's going to be a want and a need post those New Jersey shows that they play that tour. Which they're, playing probably, one. they're playing. They're yeah. playing. And it's sold the F out. I'm guessing. Seconds. And yeah. you could charge whatever you want, pretty much. You could write your own ticket for that, for Bruce. Um, the problem no, no, is- no, the, the, the prices increase every year. But yeah, I'm just saying they, get, can, they can charge whatever they want. Yeah, but this, this is, I feel like this year, they they 
tried out the platinum stuff and the VIP stuff and expanded upon that because they're like, ooh, let's get feedback for when we have to charge this. We have to charge double the amount for this next year when Springsteen's there. Wouldn't shock me. For exactly. Me, so it's like, for, it, it, it makes sense. For it me, sense. I think for the five year, you bring back some of the people from year one. No. I know. Well, that was why I was only saying. Jack. I, we've sure. talked. That's we've what talked I'm saying. Jack Johnson would be. I if I'm doing one night, I'm doing Jack and Jack. I'm doing the sub headliners. Jack Johnson. Jack White be another headliner. Love that. I would want to see the. It's not going to happen, but I would love to see the Roots. They're a Danny Clinshot band. Yeah. They'd be great. Um, also, uh, Mitski uh, would be a great undercard band to have. Phoebe Bridgers was. I want Phoebe. I want Phoebe. Phoebe. I feel like Phoebe. she. Could be but, but I've seen both of them this summer or this year. Phoebe could have done a headlining three nights sold out at the Pony in a row. She did one night sold out. I honestly had never she also, seen. Remember, the Pony she sold that out packed. She sold out Forest Hill as well, and I think that's bigger. That's definitely bigger than the Pony. Much so bigger. She so, could headline her own night. If you did three nights, that's she could headline thing, her own night. It, it doesn't fit the formula. Phoebe Bridgers would play the Fletcher spot. She would not headline. She's a lot bigger. I than... love Phoebe Bridgers. But I she's a lot. Her. She's a lot bigger though. Doesn't fit the formula. It's not two nostalgic acts. But they have it, to be. But if, Bruce, but if it's Bruce Springsteen yeah. headlining multiple nights, do you really need a nostalgia act? You could go younger. But then it then then Springsteen's a headliner. Phoebe's not headlining. No, no. no. If you're doing three nights, for example, Phoebe Bridgers can headline Friday night. Yeah. It's yeah, not, it doesn't fit the formula. But I mean, I'm saying like, what formula do you need if Springsteen? If you're doing two nights of Springsteen headlining, literally just have because you're not getting the old crowd to come the Friday night. You want them to come all three nights. They're right. going to already come there for Springsteen. Well, they have to. They have getting, to you're not getting the older crowd. They'll come every night for Phoebe. I love Phoebe Bridgers, but she'll, there's she, there's no nostalgic. Where yeah. she doesn't have a radio hit like like yeah. mainstream B ninety eight five or Z one hundred hit because she's not she's very new fairly new so it's like you need a nostalgic act and that's a headliner secret from see here now what's the oldest act they had the lumineers who had like youngest like, the young sorry the youngest act the lumineers yeah lumineers and like everyone knows at least one lumineers song what about the strokes yeah the strokes would be a headliner incredible yeah but they would they could be a headliner they could be a headliner the only um, other young band i could see young quote unquote but would but be vampire weekend but here's a weird thing about the strokes they were opening for red hot chili peppers no one came for them like literally it was I mean, red hot chili peppers falls into that green day category i know but i'm saying like you would think the strokes it's technically like their hometown show it's like yeah but it's not it's just weird it's weird Uh, again i love the strokes i think they could but they're again they're more in the cage slot than anything else now at this point that's what i would i would agree it's been too long for them since they've been a headliner it's been too long since they were a headliner too long since they've had like hits and stuff yeah they think they're in a weird limbo like arctic monkeys they're constantly putting out new music right not con- like they're yeah they are they're putting it regularly they're, they're putting out somewhat regularly that there's a want and a need for them to come back <laughs> the strokes are just they're back we don't know what they're doing but they're back 
I have. They've been back. One other band, if Springsteen doesn't happen, and this is a little bit outside the box for what they do for a headliner for See Here Now, but still keeping that weird vibe. Nine Inch Nails. I was going to say them, and I would. It's a little heavy. It's a little much, but I. They're still. They would. Security would need to stop me from. I'll 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 say the one best thing ever. I'll say the one that when I brought it up. Uh, everyone in the vicinity um, died because it was the best idea they've ever heard in their entire life. Um, that's that's a lot of hyperbole. Sure, a lot sure. of hyperbole. Extremely accurate. Next year, 25th anniversary, I believe, of a band called Blink-182. And there's a lot of rumors that Mr. Tom DeLonge might rejoin the band in some that would be a That would be a headlining band, no doubt. It would be a headlining band Absolutely. and it would be something that would draw a huge, huge, huge and crowd different without yeah. Springsteen. Yeah, it would, and it would draw a different crowd in some respects. No, it's it's the Green Day crowd. <laughs> it's the Green Day crowd and and more. It's a, there's it's, a bigger there's a bit almost a bigger affinity for Blink. Yeah, but a lot Green of those Day. people didn't come out for Green Day. I think a lot of different. You would get a little bit of a different crowd. More of I think. I think you'd get some more of the locals to come back or to people who were like, eh, whatever, would come back for Blink-182, I think. I also have other bands like Robert Randolph and the Family Band. I could see them play. I'm surprised I haven't yet. Um, all right. That's our See Here Now 2022 um, podcast. We all enjoy the fact Asbury Park has a beach festival. It's huge. We just want... We love it, and but we just wanted to uh, stay true to its roots, which we don't know if it'll happen. Maybe next year. Who knows? Maybe this was an off year. Because three years prior that we've all, you know, the, the, the years I've attended have been amazing. You know, Al has attested to me how great it's been. So who knows? We'll see. So, guys, before we get out of here, let's, uh, let's plug our social media. And if you have any pop culture recommendations to, uh, to let people know stuff they should check out. Ryan, um, what do you got? Um, right now I am currently, uh, I would recommend I'm watching Dahmer monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, my wife just watched that. Yeah. Files on Netflix with, uh, Evan Peters, uh, Richard Jenkins. It's, uh, it's a nice, uh, look into a, uh, madman. Uh, it's not something that does not glorify his actions, but sort of plays a different storytelling view of, uh, the Milwaukee cannibal. Um, but uh, it, definitely, it definitely is. I'm, I'm a few, I'm, I haven't finished it yet, but it's, uh, it's definitely worth looking into. It's, uh, it's uh, trauma inducing. Uh, so uh, I uh, definitely recommend it. If you uh, would like to see something sad, uh, definitely that. Um, you can reach me at uh, your local Fridays. I'm usually with that guy that you went to high school with that you hate. Um, I can be bought over every <laughs> store counter um, and I can be found in a, by any five and dime so uh, at me <laughs> that's what you're gonna say you can, you can find me in almost any trash can <laughs> <laughs> that's factually correct al where can people find all your work because you have a lot of stuff coming to the break.com my lord i have so much stuff um you can find me at al manorino on twitter and instagram you can see my photos of oh man let's see the shins and my review of the sh- oh no uh, my photos of the shins you can see my Hooray. photos of my chemical romance and my review of uh, my chemical romance at uh, their second night at the prudential center um 
I've had tickets since before the pandemic. It was incredible finally seeing them live. Um, even though I was, I think if I was any further up, I would have just been in space. That's how high up I was for that show. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, you can see my photos accompanying this uh, this podcast on thepopbreak.com. Um, you can see all my photos from See Her Now, including photos of uh, Green Day and Wet Leg and Cage the Elephant, Idols, and more. Oh, and Culture Club, which we did not even get to talk about. They awesome were great, by the way. They, they were great. Right. They were great. Just like Billy Idol the year before. Um, oh, the yeah. super, super old nostalgic act kind of always hits. So, it's always, it's always, there's, there's always one act, I will say, last note, there's always one, one slot where you're like, is really? this drop dead on stage? Are they actually going to be good? Are we about to witness a train wreck? And then it always turns out great. So yeah, I will. Yeah, you're always like, you're just like, we've added Culture Club, or we've added the B52s. You're like, really? That's who you're going with? And then everyone's like, these guys are amazing. These guys mm-hmm. fucking slap. I hope they have a career. And it's crazy. By the way, I have an idea for next year for that artist. I was just saying, Steve fucking Perry. Okay. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. Why not? <laughs> uh, it <doesn't> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good guess. No, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> or Journey, but like I think I think, but they they're too mainstream. Like people, Journey, Journey still sells out. Like, but like, I don't think Culture Club is at that level. Steve Perry, however, would be amazing. He still has a great voice. Um. Okay, going back to my plugs. Pop culture recommendation. I just finished. Uh, fx's the bear which uh people adore um and for good reason it's fantastic it's also um the inspiration for another incredible simple easy halloween costume which i will definitely be using um but yeah i uh everybody no it's a great i mean if you haven't already heard about the show it is about a um one of the best cooks in the country um uh losing his brother and um get uh basically inheriting this um like family owned restaurant in Chicago so he goes from like top incredible cuisine to like bottom of the barrel like can barely afford their rent and using shit ingredients like food so very interesting very different show very cool show um definitely check it out it's i I really don't want to get into like super specifics but it is very very interesting and if you if you watched uncut gems and you're like you know what i need something more anxious and more tension inducing that's the it's not everyone (laughs) keeps saying that there's one episode that is that way but it is a very i try to watch it with my wife and she's like they keep yelling a lot i'm like yeah kitchens work i'm like that's the whole show at a kitchen your wife worked at a kitchen was she not ever yelled at I'm sure she was. I can but, her. Um, but yeah, the bear. Um, you can watch it on Hulu, and that's uh, part of Hulu on FX. So FX or, on Hulu. Uh, yep. FX on Hulu. But yep. yes, thank you. The bear. As for me, you could if you must follow me on Twitter. I'm at Bodkin Writes, where it's uh, random wrestling references you're not going to get, and retweets from thepopbreak.com. As for me, check out thepopbreak.com every single day. I've been doing this for 13 years. Um, on Instagram and Twitter at the pop break um, tons of stuff on TV, music, movies, pop culture. We just shot Primavera sound in LA, which is absolutely bonkers. 
pictures of Lord Arctic Monkeys, Nine Inch Nails. Al's got my chemical. Amazing photos. Amazing photos by our cat. F- uh, favorite uh, cat man of Hands of Fate. Um, yeah, they're incredible. She did Primavera Sound. She did This Ain't No Picnic. And um, for Summer. She's, she's and, yeah, she, this is and like, we'll be shooting gorillas at the friggin' forum. Huge. Uh, oh, Father John Misty, she's gotten like she's hitting like huge. everyone off her like bucket list. It's so and cool. We'll and it just makes me really hate that I'm not in California. Uh, uh, and I think we'll be shooting the Yeah Yeah Yeahs at the Hollywood Bowl. Insane. 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 With Japanese yeah. Breakfast, who's yeah. amazing. We should be uh, see here now, 2023. Uh, as from uh, as for my pop culture recommendation. Uh, there's so much good TV right now. It's almost, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm very behind because I had to do a lot of work to cover this festival and my own personal life. Uh, so I'm going to recommend She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. We did an episode on it. Go check with Tyler and Allie. Uh, congrats to them on getting married. Uh, go watch that show. It's awesome. Also, Andor, I watched the first episode. It was really good. I haven't watched the rest. Uh, we'll be podcasting about that next week, though, Al. Uh, cool. We'll be talking about Andor. Amanda will be with us. Maybe Al's going to be there. Um, and uh, yeah, so check us out every week. Of course, I also have uh, Bill versus the MCU. We just dropped our latest episode where I talked about Shang-Chi, Eternals, Black Widow, and Spider-Man No Way Home. So yes, next week, join us as we talk about the latest Disney Plus Star Wars uh, series, Andor. <laughs>